and welcome to Sacred Stories, a podcast by the Office for Christian Leadership, Vocation, and Retreats in Campus Ministry at the University of Dayton. Sacred Stories is hosted by Reverend Dustin Pickett, Elizabeth Montgomery, Megan Crowley, Rachel Bell, and myself, Mike Bennett. Join us every other week as a member of the UD community shares how their story intersects with a reading from a sacred text and encourages us to explore that same intersection in our own life. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Sacred Stories. This week, we are excited to welcome Elena Neese. Elena is a junior, secondary English education major with a minor in Spanish. Some of Elena's activities on campus include writing blogs for the Center for Catholic Education as a student worker, living in a faith vocation and leadership house, being a Shamanad scholar, leading a women's Bible study as the Catholic Life Vice President, tutoring for the Brunner Literacy Center in Dayton, and Elena was also a Collings leader. In her free time, she enjoys exploring local coffee shops, singing far too loudly to old Taylor Swift songs, and geeking out about the saints. Thank you for being with us today, Elena. Thank you so much for inviting me to be a part of the Sacred Stories podcast. As was already said, my name is Elena Nice, and I am a junior secondary English education major minoring in Spanish here at UD. I'm from a very small town in Northwest Ohio called Miller City, and on campus, I am the Vice President of Catholic Life, work for the Center for Catholic Education, live in a faith vocation leadership house, I'm a Shamanad scholar, and have helped lead several retreats and programs through campus ministry. I'm also a huge lover of coffee, turtles, writing, Taylor Swift, and of course, the saints, which is the focus of my reflection today. You don't have to know me for very long to see the huge role that the saints play in my faith life. From the tapestry of St. Therese of Lisieux on the wall of my bedroom to the crazy number of devotional medals I wear, I think it's safe to say I'm a bit obsessed. Um, but really, what attracts me to the saints isn't so much their perfection, but rather their imperfection and how despite their ordinary human flaws, Jesus chooses them anyway to bring about the kingdom. So to guide our reflection, I will be reading to you the words of one of my favorite saints, St. Joan of Arc. This text comes from the book, Joan of Arc, in her own words, compiled and translated by Willard Trask. This section captures Joan's departure from her family and fulfilling her call from the Lord. Joan states, my mother had told me that my father often dreamed that I would run away with a band of soldiers. That was more than two years after I first heard the voices. She told me that he said to my brothers, if I believed that the thing I have dreamed about her would come to pass, I would want you to drown her. And if you would not, I would drown her myself. On account of these dreams, my father and mother watched me closely and kept me in great subjection and I was obedient in everything. But since God had commanded me to go, I must do it. And since God had commanded it, had I a hundred fathers and a hundred mothers, had I been a king's daughter, I would have gone. It pleased God thus to act through a simple maid 
in order to turn back the king's enemies. Now, I'm sure many of you are familiar with Joan's story, how a young French woman turned back the tide of the English during the Hundred Years' War. Yet, oftentimes we don't hear much more than the battle part of her story in a history textbook or popular culture. But Joan was a woman of great faith, and everything she did, she did for the Lord. In fact, it was not Joan's plan to be a warrior. Quite opposite, actually. Earlier in the book, she herself states, I was a poor girl who knew nothing of riding and warfare. She was content sewing in the simplicity of her farming family. But the Lord commanded her to go. And so, even though she was completely outside of her comfort zone, she went in confidence to the battlefields of France. As Joan states, And since God had commanded it, had I a hundred fathers and a hundred mothers, and had I been a king's daughter, I would have gone. She would have gone no matter the cost, because she was convicted with the confidence of her call from the Lord. There are times in my life that I find God calling me to an unknown battlefield too, that his will is pulling me in a direction I may not have chosen myself. I felt this way when I accepted a position to be a totus tuus missionary in the summer of 2018. Totus tuus, a Latin phrase coined by St. John Paul II, meaning totally yours, is a week-long youth catechetical program in which a team of four missionaries travels to a new parish each week to teach the Catholic faith. I did not know what I was signing myself up for. I was an education major, sure, but staying in strangers' homes and performing silly skits in front of 60 kids? What if I didn't get along with my teammates? Yet the Lord had commanded me to go. I knew with so much certainty that he called me to be a totus tuus missionary. And so, like Joan, I went with the confidence that the Lord would take care of me, even if I did not know what that meant quite yet. For our God does not call us to heights we cannot handle with his grace. But just because God calls us to the battlefield doesn't mean it will be easy. Joan was literally hit by an arrow during battle. She states, I was the first to set a ladder against the fortress on the bridge and as I raised it, I was wounded in the throat by a crossbow bolt. But St. Catherine comforted me greatly, and I did not cease to ride and do my work. In my time as a totus tuus missionary, I was hit with many arrows too. I struggled to feel I belonged in the group of 20 other missionaries. My team took longer to click than I had anticipated. I felt exhausted after long days in my classroom of 20 to 30 third and fourth graders. So many arrows. On one specific occasion, during the fourth week of the summer, I had a particularly challenging student. For the sake of this podcast, I will call him Paul. Paul did not like listening during class. He would always be talking or snickering with the student next to him, especially during mass. One day when I was walking my class over to the church for mass, Paul made a remark along the lines of, Miss Elena, how many times are you going to yell at me today? His words made me stop in my tracks. Paul, I don't want to yell at you. What's going on? Then Paul told me his story, how all of his teachers at school called him a bad kid, how he always got into trouble no matter what he was doing. For the first time, I had begun to re-examine this arrow in my neck as more than just hurting me. Paul had an arrow too, and I wasn't exactly helping. So in that moment, I said to him, Paul, I think you're a good kid, and I really enjoy having you in my class. I think it was the first time in a long time that Paul had heard those words, Immediately, his attitude changed. A smile filled his face as he walked into the church. 
Paul paid attention in mass for the first time. He even asked to participate as a reader or a server. It was in that moment that I realized something profoundly important, that sometimes our arrows, our challenges amidst the call are precisely what the Lord uses to bring about not only our sanctification, but that of others. Joan did not let the arrow, an arrow that sliced through her neck and throat, steal the joy of her mission, her calling. She continued on in battle with confidence, stating that she did not cease to ride or do her work, even after being hit with the arrow. She even urged her soldiers too with the cry in God's name, let us go on bravely. Jesus knew the arrows that were going to hit me in my time as a totus to his missionary, but he also knew I'd survive the battle and be better because of it. The Lord fulfilled the promise of his call, even if I did not see it right away. I just needed to be willing to persevere amidst the arrows like Joan did. Most importantly though, that moment with Paul taught me that holiness isn't perfection, but striving each day to do the will of the Father wherever we find ourselves. Joan was just a poor maid who did not know a single thing about fighting her warfare. She had no desire to leave her life of simplicity with her father and mother, but the Lord called her because as she states, it pleased God thus to act through a simple maid in order to turn back the king's enemies. It pleased God thus to act through a 19-year-old college student to love a young boy who was simply in need of loving. And it pleases God thus to work in the midst of your lack of qualifications too. In this, he is making you a saint. Therefore, I propose to you, what battles has or is the Lord calling you to? What arrows have you encountered along the way? How, through all the uncertainty and setbacks, can you follow Joan's example of confident trust in the plan God has for your life? And finally, how is God calling you in your everyday ordinary to be a saint too? My work will not be finished until there exists no community in wilderness. The ultimate goal is a world where every community falls in the category of oasis. Imagine that. Imagine a city, a country, a world where there exists nothing but oasis. Imagine a world where the only thing we have to dodge on our side are raindrops. The bucket boys, the elote men, the corner store owners are all seen as entrepreneurs. There are no potholes, but fertile soil capable of cultivating produce that may feed an entire community. And there is no need to escape the hood, because the hood loves us just as much as we love it. There are four grocery stores within walking distance. Every school has a means to invest in their children. Every child has a chance. Every house has a roof. Every person has a job fit to provide for their entire families. Health, cultivation, education, nourishment, and safety are all within reach. We don't live in this world, but we can. It is imperative that we hold each other accountable to make the vision of Oasis a reality. And only then, after we cultivate bountiful land together, will bullets not be necessary 
for survival. Amen. This benediction, the vision of Oasis, is attributed to Eva Lewis. Hello Flyers, this is Megan with your upcoming opportunities for the month of November. Roots and Branches Campus Ministries Retreat for Juniors will be on November 7th and 8th. You can register at tinyurl.com slash registerudretreats. The final As You Are will be on Thursday, November 5th, and will be focused on post-election processing. So no matter what happens, no matter who wins, we invite you to come as you are. The Mess Hall Retreat and Dinner is on Wednesday, November 8th and Sunday, November 15th. This is path eligible and details can be found on our 1850 page. Agape Latte will be on Monday, November 9th. The Center for Social Concerns Thanksgiving Food Drive is underway and is collecting donations for the food bank. Information can be found at thefoodbankdayton.org slash donate. And finally, Deacon Royce Winters will be preaching at the morning masses on November 8th and the evening masses on November 15th in celebration of Black Catholic History Month. We hope you find ways to be engaged with us this November. Thanks for listening to Sacred Stories, produced by Campus Ministry at the University of Dayton. Our theme music is by Scott Paplow, Campus Minister for Liturgical Music. We give a special shout out to Riley Harrington and Sammy Neewoner, undergraduate assistants in the Office for Christian Leadership, Vocation, and Retreats, who support the work of this podcast. We invite you to rate and review us wherever you may be listening to this podcast so that it's easier for others to find. Additionally, please consider subscribing to our podcast so that you might receive notifications of when new episodes are released. Our podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify, as well as our Campus Ministry website. We hope this and future episodes help inspire you to explore the sacred experiences and intersections with your own life journey. If there are ways we can support and accompany you in your journey of faith, please reach out to us. You can learn more about Campus Ministry on our website, udayton.edu slash ministry, our Instagram, which is at udcampusministry, and our Facebook. Check out our videos on our Campus Ministry YouTube channel and our upcoming events for undergraduate students on 1850. Peace and God bless.